So with Edison, it was super cool music, but for me personally, it was more of a physical challenge. Okay, I'm in this song. Uh, I've got 10 seconds to play this part and very, very uh, seamlessly put this instrument down, pick this up, play this part. So it was a constant. It was almost more of a, a workout. Welcome to the start of year two of Measured Voices. In episode 29, I sit down with Dustin Morris, formerly of the band Edison. Dustin and I talk about his days with Edison, the changes in his music now that he's a solo artist, the decision to move to Boise, and his new venture, the Boise Music Project. Dustin also shares three of his songs with us. I'm Walt Huntsman, and this is Measured Voices. Well, let's uh, let's start with the first uh, question that comes to that came to my mind as I was preparing for this. You recently relocated to Boise. What was it about Boise that drew you here? Just uh, the creativity. We uh, I was with a band for a few years called Edison, and Boise was kind of our our town. We came here four or five times. But honestly, we would we would stop at the club, we'd hang out and do the sound check and do that whole dance. And then right after the show, we'd have to go ahead and book it to the next town, the next place. But um, Tree Fort last year, was that 18? Yeah, we're 19 mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Tree Fort last year we played, and um, <clears throat> our guitar player at the time's uncle lived in the North End, so we were lucky enough, he let us crash there for the three or four days for Tree Fort. And in between sets and everything, I just got to walk around town and walk around the downtown city, and it was just, it was magical, it was sparkling, and it was like there's a, a river running through it, and it was almost, it was everything I liked about Denver, but with maybe a quarter million less people. And I just, <laughs> I fell in love with the place. And then, uh, and then once we came back, you know, more on that later, we just, uh, the creativity and the level of talent here just drew us in like a spider web. Now you, you were, you mentioned Edison and, and during that time you were basically based in Colorado, mm-hmm. but you're, you're, you're a Texas boy. I'm a Texas boy, uh, yes, sir. What... Uh, with with you know the music scenes, you know, I mean, Austin is famous for its music scene. Mm-hmm. What took you from Austin to Colorado then? Oh, actually, you know, I was in Dallas. I was in Dallas, and I love that place. But um, it was 2009, and I was like, man, I'm gonna go to Colorado, and I want to wear a beanie, and I want to grow my beard <laughs> out, and I want to have a dog, and I <clears throat> did all those things, and uh, met wonderful people there that led me to, the, I guess the the inception of, of Edison in 2014. And so we'd, uh, we'd be based out of Colorado, but we were on the road you know, 300 nights a year. But it was nice to come back and see those Rocky Mountains. Now, we've, Edison has come up a couple times, and I, and I have a, a couple questions about sure. Edison. Sure. Um, when the band broke up, I, I know I, for one, was disappointed. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it seemed that it wasn't one of those breakups that sometimes happens because of artistic differences or infighting in the band or anything. It just it just kind of happened. Uh, yeah. But I was going to ask you about what, from your perspective as a member of the band, were some of the pressures or challenges that that led to that? Uh, to the end of Edison, and what things were you able to take from the Edison experience and and maybe the aftermath sure uh, and apply as you've sort of started to carve out your own solo path 
Yeah, the band. <clears throat> I'm glad you said that. There wasn't. It wasn't like a fighting thing, or we weren't, you know, disagreeing on how to write. I mean, we we did as much as any other band would, but it was never to the point of, you know, like like imagine the Simpsons strangling each other, nothing like that. <laughs> um, but we we ended up basically taking off really fast and kind of climbing this giant mountain as fast as we could. We had no idea it was going to take off like that. Where. We played Red Rocks. We toured with all these famous, you know, bands I could talk about right now, but you can look them up if you want. But um, <clears throat> so we did a lot of cool things, but it happened so fast. I don't know if we. I always recommend people kind of climb a hill and take their time up the hill instead of just going straight up the roller coaster. And we all knew that, you know, we we were like, man, this is this is kind of crazy, and it just took off. And then we ended up signing a deal, a record deal, out of New York City, and they just. They took care of us a lot for about the first two months, but when our release came out, there was a lot of things on the back burner that really could have could have launched our career a lot faster, a lot a lot more per se. And then we just kind of got we started getting really neglected by the label. And then you know we just we started looking at each, looking at ourselves and asking ourselves like, do we how much longer do we want to do this? We're you know honestly we're about making about fifty dollars a week each, and we're doing this for you know, two or three years. Love our fans. We have fans across the country and. And it was really hard to, to make the decision of splitting up, but it was definitely an amicable one. And uh, both Sarah and Max are doing their, they're filling their creative paths right now and what they're doing. It sounds like, uh, listening to you talk about it, that at least initially the the rate of success or the level of success sort of outpaced your readiness for it. Very much. Is that, uh, how do you apply that, uh, I guess, hard-learned lesson as, as you go forward now? As I go forward now, I want to. There's a word. Was a strategy. I want to. I want to have strategy now, and uh, and releasing my solo music, and and just really, uh, just do a lot more thinking before I do the moving. And um, I have a team now together that's really helping and believes in the tunes. So we're actually we're going to be able to do that from a ground level, and I'm I'm excited to do that here in town. Well, now that now that we've we've gotten to the music, let's let's talk a little bit about sure. uh, your music. How would you describe your your solo work uh, as you're as you're embarking, and how how do you think uh, it differs or 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 relates or fits with regard to the the sound that Edison created as a three piece group? Wow, good, uh, very much different. Uh, in Edison, I was actually the multi instrumentalist. It was really cool. I had a um, a drum set in front of me, and I, I was a stand up drummer, so I had one foot on the kick pedal, one foot on the hi hat. My snare was up here where the first rack would be, not to get too technical. Uh, to my right, I had my trusty mandolin. My left, I had my trumpet. I had harmonica hanging around, hanging around my neck, excuse me, and singing. So with Edison, it was super cool music, but for me personally, it was more of a physical challenge. Okay, I'm in this song. Uh, I've got 10 seconds to play this part and very, very uh, seamlessly put this instrument down, pick this up, play this part. So it was a constant it was almost more of a, a workout, but it was so much fun on stage, and, and the reaction was really cool. <clears throat> My solo stuff, I honestly, I wanted to keep it simple. I'm playing just guitar, and I'm singing just songs. I'm I'm trying to present songs in, in the purest way possible. You know, maybe a little mandolin, but uh, vocally, I would say I'm I'm a little a little more on the soulful end. Um, guitar wise, uh, let's see, I'm in a lot of Beatles influence. Of course, that's, that's an easy one. Everybody usually says that. A lot of Elliot Smith, a lot of Tom Waits, some more obscure. You're actually getting into some other questions that I had. And it, you, you, uh, 
you mentioned the the guitar and the, and the mandolin and the trumpet <laughs> and the percussion. There's a lot to carry. Uh, and uh, I know you play some piano as well. Are there are there any instruments you don't play? <laughs> uh, luckily for my neighbors, I haven't started the violin. That's that's on the to do list. Violin and the trombone. I've always wanted to learn how, but those are not good instruments to learn in a van. <laughs> do you have a favorite? Uh, man, you know, honestly. Lately, I've been playing a lot of mandolin. I'm, um, I had the chance. I'm playing with a, a really nice guy here in town. You probably know him, Steve Fulton. I'm mm-hmm. um, playing with Brooke, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Well, yeah, these are they're good. They're good guitar players. And Steve's a great guitar player, and they're good songwriters. So, how can I add to this without stepping on their toes?" And the way the mandolin fits in, just be kind of in between, in between the notes and the registers. It's been really cool, and it's like you said earlier, it's uh, it's a lot smaller than the Jumbo Gibson I play. <laughs> My back will thank me in twenty years. <laughs> I was listening to you play mandolin, and I was I was thinking uh, uh, of a song in my head, and I thought, yeah, that that would go good right here. <laughs> yes. You got my number. Well, speaking of songs, I, uh, this would be a good place for us to to maybe hear one of your songs. Oh, uh, what uh, what would be the first song that uh, you want to do for us? Uh, I think I want to play a song called "All That I Am." It's a newer song, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be released this year. I'm still working on how to roll these things out, but I think I think Boise is going to get a song about every other month, starting now. Okay. Yeah. The song is called "All That I Am." <clears throat> That I want you, I have to have you. All that I am is yours. Play on if you get the sense to leave me. Play on, know that I'll be at your feet. Play on, it's too hard to say I'm sorry. I'll be changing my unchanging ways eventually Cause all that I am All that I am is All that I am is yours It's not that I want you I have to have you All that I am is yours Right on the chance that we were in the same place at the same time right on that the thought of me would ever even cross your mind play on if you get the sense to leave me baby i'll be changing my unchanging ways eventually because all that i am all that i am is all that i am is yours Not that I want you, I have to have you, cause all that I am is yours, is yours, oh, 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 oh. Permanently, yeah. 
dying Cause all that I am is All that I am is yours All that I am All that I am Yeah Is yours Is yours Is yours is yours all right very nice let's uh let's talk songwriting a little bit um when you were with edison you guys you mentioned you came to boise and one of the things that you did while you were here is that you you held or led a a songwriting workshop and on the band's uh, webpage after that tour, you you wrote, when describing something, you usually understand it even more than before. I don't know if you've been part of other workshops since, but what did that experience, do you think, help you to understand about songwriting? Everything that goes into songwriting, even like lyrically, if you're if you're talking about, I don't know, I'm going with this. If you're talking about like uh, raising a window to let in the rays, you want to you want to describe that in more than words. You want to describe that in fill and uplifting notes. Uh, wow, yeah, that was a fun workshop. I haven't thought about that in a while. And you're absolutely right. Um, when when repeating almost even verbatim of what you know, you're gonna it's just gonna hammer that into your brain even more. I find that really true right now. Um, I've been teaching uh, music lessons to, to kids uh, for the last couple of months, and I'm starting to think about this theory and all these weird things like half notes and whole notes that I haven't thought of in years and years and years because I've been in the bars playing music. Mm-hmm. You don't think about whole notes. Uh, and, and now I'm, I'm teaching this stuff, and it's all just coming back, and I feel like a kid again myself. I'm excited about theory and, and the fundamentals and what makes the recipe the recipe of music. Not just what comes out of the oven, I guess. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about your your writing process and how how a song develops and or evolves for you. Is is the approach different for you now as a solo artist, or uh, uh, or is it similar to what it was like when you were with Edison? Uh, Edison was a whole whole different beast. We would either all have kind of seeds of ideas, and then we bring them to each other, and then run it through the machine. Uh, with my writing, I usually I usually come up with a guitar lick first, you know, or whatever it is. And then honestly, with today's technology, I just throw it down on a voice memo on my phone, and then I drive around or I jog around or whatnot, and I just, with the earbuds in my ears, and I just listen to that over and over again, and kind of start humming. So I really don't do the lyrics, per se, until afterwards, unless I'm just sitting there on the porch and I get struck by lightning. Like, I've got to write that down. I wish that happened more, but it actually doesn't. I really have to... It takes me. It takes me forever to write a song. So it sounds like, like for you, that uh, that idea or the or the song piece has to kind of percolate for a while for yeah, for you. It's the summer. Okay. Luckily, um, I usually have a lot of cooking references. While one song is simmering, I like to have two or three on the back burner going. So, you, so you will work on multiple songs yeah. at a time. Now, now, do you carve out? Uh, or make time uh, specifically to write, or do you just sort of wait to see when that initial seed kind of blows into your path? Mostly B, mostly B. It's, it's been pretty rare that I've sat down, like, I'm going to write a song today, because that rarely happens, and then you actually do it. Uh, on the other hand, though, 
um, sometimes it does happen. Oddly enough, for me, there's about a 45-minute mark where I have to sit there and stare at a blank page. I've got I've got to show the song that I want to be there, and even if it doesn't happen quick. So I usually sit there and twiddle my thumbs for about an hour, and then all of a sudden it starts to flow in me. Um, I wish that happened more as well, but <laughs> they usually it takes a while. Now, um, in looking at your website and and the Edison website and and trying to do research, it seemed that a lot of your career has taken place within uh, the framework of a band. What appealed to you about being in a band, and and what? Um, what appeals now about doing the, the solo stuff? Man, I love the uh, I love the camaraderie of being in a band. And it's like, you know, sometimes you have good gigs, sometimes you have bad gigs. It's almost like riding riding on a bus home from a football game. If you're in the marching band, or if you're in the game, like if you won, it's a great ride. If it's a, you know, if you didn't win, it's going to be some quiet some quiet times on the way home. I uh, I think I may have talked myself out of remembering what you just asked me. To be honest with you. <laughs> well, you you've sort of addressed the first part of the, the question about what yeah. appealed uh, about being in a band. What what uh, is it that appeals now about focusing more on the solo work? Ah, uh, wow. Honestly, I can I have I have the freedom to go wherever I want to go and wherever I I hopefully am right by um, assuming my fans the, the the direction they want me to go in as well. And so now it's more—it's almost more personal because now it's between me and the fans. And like, well, if they're really gravitating toward this song, I'm gonna write another one just like that, if that song or whatever. I mean, it's it, uh, at one level, obviously, being uh, concentrated on the solo work, you have more control over the mm-hmm. song. But is is there also um, is there a sense of freedom now as far as being able to write about things that maybe didn't or wouldn't fit? before absolutely absolutely i can pretty much pour my heart out you know to uh, to people on stage and it just all came from right here in this small space that i own <laughs> i want to talk about influences too uh you you hit on a couple of them uh earlier but uh who who did you listen to growing up and and what uh what did you take from them when it came your time to to start doing music wow Vocally, my favorite singer ever is Stevie Wonder. Okay, that's right, a good one. Right up there with Stevie and Prince. You know, these guys are just vocal gymnasts. So I wanted to be just like him growing <laughs> up. Um, Songwriting-wise, I would say Tom Waits and Bruce Springsteen are my b- biggest influences. Um, but those guys, it's interesting about those guys because they both wrote, like, they both put out 100 songs each, you know, maybe even more. No, Tom Waits had 20 records or so. So they're going to, both of them are going to have a little fluff every once in a while, but when they hit, they do. Um, geez, let's see. I was a big, I was a big 90s fan, you know, Sarah McLaughlin, Fiona okay. Apple, a lot of the, the darker, kind of wavier pop that was going through. I was a big fan of that. Oh, man. Um, she's, of course, Neil Young in, in the classics. Just slay me every time. Well, Neil's a good one too. I, there's a couple of those artists in there that I think, you know, if I could write a song that's half as good, oh, yeah. you know, I'd be there. You know, it'd, yeah. it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be great. Um, well, I think maybe uh, maybe we could uh, hear another song if okay. you can. What would you like to What would you like to do for us? Jeez, um, what would you like to hear? Something fast or slow, man? I'm still deciding what I want. Well, to the last one was kind of fast. Why don't we uh, do we change up the pace a little bit? Slow sure, song. Wow, this is a brand new song. Um, 
I have never played this live, so I'm, I'm glad to play it for you. It's a, it's a longer song, so sing along if you want. Uh, this song is called is the song is called Everything Is Magic. There's a sound in the room, and it's coming from you. I can't pick out what you're saying. Don't feel right in these false times Cause tomorrow you'll be leaving again Dark clouds in the sky And it's been here a while Just listen to her cry Maybe things will change, yeah, for the better, but it won't be long, girl, it won't be long till I'm finding my way back home to you. Left you with nothing, gonna turn it into something, that's the only way, the only way we know, sure as this blue in the sky, sure as this stars in the We'll be on our way, on our way we go Seems we've crossed the line, fantasy and time I can see it in your eyes Maybe things will change, yeah, for the better, but it won't be long, girl, it won't be long till I'm finding my way back home to you. Left you with nothing, gonna turn it into something, that's the only way, the only way we know, sure as there's blue in the sky, sure as there's stars in the
way on our way we go love that song thanks yeah the chorus part i i I was listening to that part where where the the energy level sort of picks up and i I was suddenly thinking phil specter wall of sound (laughs) treatment (laughs) i mean that's the murdering part yeah well yeah yeah yeah, that would not be good it would not look good on a resume shall you as they say uh but i mean i could hear that part sort of building you know with with the, the full bank of uh instruments uh, on that one now when you uh when you moved to boise you really kind of hit the ground running with with mm-hmm. your partner uh you've launched um boise music project and i want to i want to ask you about how that came about and, and what what the thinking was uh behind that project sure boise music project is is brand new and we're so excited about it um as i was saying uh Amy and I moved uh, back to town. We, we moved here. It's kind of complicated. I'm short, long story short, we moved here in uh, June for a little bit. But as the band was breaking up, the breakup took four or five months. We had to finish a record and go back and forth. So I really wasn't in, town, in this town a whole lot until right before Thanksgiving. And uh, I played a couple shows, and I just found out that this is, this is a music town. And uh, my girlfriend Amy is an amazing businesswoman, entrepreneur, just innovator, and we had this idea, like, how do we, uh, the people we've met, like the Naomi Psalms, the Ryan mm-hmm. Baines, the Steve Fultons, Lindsey Hunts, Brooks, all the people I could just talk about forever, how do we get them out to the world? You know, how do we, we try to capture this Boise sound and put it out into the world? And um, we ended up just maybe coming up, well, like what we decided was coming up with a uh, Facebook Live where we're going to have two different Boise artists, or if you're touring through town, come do a, a show with us. And I'm a... Um, I'm hosting the first season, and then we're going to have different sets and locations and different hosts. But it's basically just a, um, a, a collaborative of creative friends, and we're eventually going to start bringing in sculptors and artists and different you know things like that. And uh, but we just want to celebrate this town. I've been to a lot of places in the country, and this there's a certain certain spark about this place that has just impacted us. So I can't speak enough about it, really. Uh, you, you mentioned a, a number of of artists. Um that uh, you're hoping to collaborate with. And you, you kind of kicked off with uh, the live broadcast on Valentine's Day. And, and I know that uh, at least initially the plan is to try to maybe do one a month. Mm-hmm. What other kinds of things are you hoping to do with uh, Boise Music Project? We also want to make the community aware of, like, if your band has, you know, a CD release, we want to post stuff like, stuff like that to be informative of bands in the scene. I... It's, this is the funny thing. We're at the part of this business where we, I, I'll be honest with you, we haven't done like a mission statement and like in, in the whole manifesto thing. We're, we're just kind of seeing where it goes organically. But honestly, a lot of people have called and they want to help with graphics and they want to make it like an actual show where as soon as the, as soon as the video goes live, video goes live, there's like a, an image, you know, like we're watching a movie and, and to have different commercials um, in, you know, during, during the actual set of us walking around and talking to people. I think, what do you, how do you feel about the music scene here? What do you think is cool? What do you think could work better? And just basically I just have a community voice. Well, let me ask you about that. Uh, since you, you brought up uh, the music scene, uh, and, and I had this question a little further down, but it, it still kind of brings it full circle. We talked about what drew you to Boise initially. 
what are your impressions of the Boise music scene so far? Uh, uh, how have you found it? And, and what, if anything, about the scene has, has surprised you? Just the fact that people, they talk about music here. When you're promoting a show, not only do they let you hang up you know, little flyers, they actually ask, who's playing? Who's that? And people just, there's a general concern, it seems like, there's, that people have here in this town. And people actually go to shows, and for the most part, you know, uh, listening rooms, everybody's quiet and respectful. And it's just, it's pretty different. You know, I've played, I played a lot of bars, and a lot of times <laughs> they're like, oh, you know, stand over there next to the bathroom and just play, and, you know, that's, that's it. But there's, there's, a, there's electricity here. I think people want to play music as much as they want to hear music and vice versa. And if, ever, if if more people start playing music, <laughs> we might have, play, have places to play. Yeah, oh, exactly. Um, now, and I, I guess it, the the best way to describe you would be an independent musician, because uh, right. you're not you're not on a label now. Correct. Nor do um, I want to be ever. And again. and a number of independent musicians stream uh, music, video to get their work out. How, how as an independent musician, how do you see the music? industry here now that we're in 2019 when it comes to being uh, an independent artist what for what for you are the the pros and cons or the benefits and challenges of all of that yeah as as we all know the days of the rock star are dead we're not making princes anymore and we're not making aerosmiths anymore i think what the good thing that comes out of that <clears throat> i'm obviously not a big fan of labels uh, to me a label is just it's a bank you know they're they're, they're gonna back you um Hmm. Ah, good question. I think the the coolest part of, about being a musician today is is interacting with the fans and having the tools to do that, you know, technologically speaking. And then if somebody comments, "Hey, when's your next blah 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 coming out?" You can actually get a hold of them. And so we're cutting as musicians. We're definitely cutting the middleman, the greedy middleman, and going straight to my fans. My fans are going straight to me, which I think is really cool. It's exciting. Now, I imagine that well, that that one plus is that you do have more control over the finished product as it were and I, but i can also imagine that from talking to some other people that one of the challenges is also that you have control of the finished product because <laughs> you're now your own marketer and and yeah. and whatnot uh you talked earlier about uh when you were with edison that at one point uh you guys were making 50 dollars a week yeah. doing doing what you love but not really making enough to to eat and pay rent and and yeah. I want to uh, which which is which is uh, one of the challenges of being an independent musician especially for an independent full-time musician mm. uh what uh what other kinds of things are you doing to try to 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 balance that that need to create and get out there and share that with the need to eat and have shelter <laughs> no <laughs> That is a hard balance. That's a hard balance. I mean, you have, you know, cover shows. We can go make a little money for three hours. You can play your original show and hardly make any money. I think um, I think there's a lot of cool places that fans can actually go and help you make a living now online, even if it's a couple dollars a month. They're like, you know, I want, I like the, I like the music, you know, this guy's putting out, so I want to contribute. I want to help with that. Um, yeah, I might have spaced out on that one a little bit. That's all right. That's all right. I think that... that you know, you've you've hit upon a couple of things, including the the uh, one that I hadn't even thought of really. Uh, when 
people contributing? Are, are you talking about like Patreon and that yeah. kind of those kinds of things? Or are you doing Patreon yet? Uh, not not yet. Um, I'm gonna, I'll be putting out a record uh, by this end of this year, so we're gonna have some stuff coming up like that. Maybe an Indiegogo or a Patreon. It's just such a cool idea to me, and that's why I could speak so freely about it right now because I'm not pushing anything. It's go. just such a cool idea. Like, hey, if I like this author, I give him five dollars a month, so I'm, I can read another ten books. You know, it's it's just so cool. It's almost like a barter. But with the means to an end of paying your bills. Now you mentioned that you're going to be you're going to be putting out a, an album. Uh, I know some people have said that albums are dead uh, and that singles are the future. Uh, and I know of at least one band that that's really kind of their their focus now is to release a bunch of singles, and they aren't really thinking about doing an album. Uh, do you still see a place for albums then? I do, I do, especially at live shows. That's where most musicians these days, I mean, ticket sales and, and actually selling uh, CDs. I, uh, I, I'm kind of on the single train right now, but at the end, at the end of the day, and at the end when all the singles are released, I will put them on a compilation so you can drive around. If you can find a CD player, I'm sure we all still know somebody who has one. We still have a couple. <laughs> but I still, I love the albums. I mean, I grew up to albums. I love, I love the continuous. To me, there's hardly anything. There's no such thing as something called a filler. You know, it's on the record for a reason. For the most part, you know. <laughs> okay, there's some fillers out yeah. there. Yeah, well, you know, I think there's notorious stories of people who uh, had to had to finish up an album and just threw some stuff together, but. Yeah. Uh, um, and actually, for some reason, that reminded me of of the movie Ray, where uh, the Ray Charles character is at mm-hmm. the end of the set, and they're telling him he's still got ten minutes, and he's run through all his songs, and he just tells the band, "Just follow me," <laughs> and it became a big hit. Uh, yes. <laughs> if only. Um, let uh, let me ask you what what is there about about you and your music that you think people should know that maybe we haven't touched on? Uh, a lot of my music is really thematic, just about about longing and, and missing someone, especially if you're out on the road and, and you know, they're not, or they're traveling and you're not. The, the longing the heart fills when missing someone, and that could be a parent, that could be a dog or a lover or anything like that. And the, and the feeling you get when they come back and your heart's complete again, I love that. I could write, I could write 100 songs about that. Uh, finding myself took a long time. I, I think people often struggle with that. I think that's hopefully a, a pretty good message for people that it's okay. It's, you know, take take your time. I just found myself yesterday. <laughs> so, so uh, it sounds like a, a lot of relationship type yeah. songs. Yeah, those those seem to uh, uh, seem to be universal. I think. Yeah, absolutely. as I I, I read. That's it's funny because I've been I've been married a long time, but I write a lot of broken relationship yeah, songs. So yeah. because you know we all we all need to be sad once in a while. Oh yeah, it's like uh, an author stepping out of your shoes and somebody else's. Yeah. Well, you, you know the sadness so that you can experience the joy, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, I want to I want to thank you for sitting down with me, um, and uh, maybe we can end with uh, one last song. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me, oh, Walt. I'm you. a fan of your podcast. Oh, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. What What are we going to hear? This song is called My Downfall. and I've been talking about touring a lot today, so I thought this might be uh, appropriate. But um, it's, it's interesting. You go out for six weeks and you come back for three or two, and then 
just to get acclimated back to normal, quote-unquote, normal life. <clears throat> that takes about eight days, and then you have about another four days, and then you hop back out on the road. So there's a constant struggle of, you know, of leaving your, your creature comforts and, and literally your pets and your creatures and your loved ones to go do this thing you love. It was funny, though, because every time, <clears throat> excuse me, every time I would get back home, I just couldn't wait to get back out on the road. Every time, obviously, every time I get back out on the road, I couldn't wait to get back home in the arms of my loved one. And it was hard because she was a, my girl was always so very supportive, but every time she said, you know, I love you on the phone when I was away, it made me just want to just get back there right now. So that's, that's my downfall was, was hearing those three words. But this is my song about traveling, and um, for anybody who's putting me up or let me sleep in their driveway, this, this song's for you. Got no plans on the books today I'm punched out, I'm blacked out, I'm burnt out mm. Socks sliding across the wooden floor Nowhere to be, nowhere to go Sunday's life keep me on my toes Cause my girl's in California Driving up the coast And I'm so tired of being away from her I still smell her skin Mixed with ocean wind And I want to start over Chasing this dream I give it all no matter what the cost But hearing I love you too much will be my downfall Been staying with friends when the band's up the road I'm so lucky to have it, but don't know which way is home I've been waking up a little grumpy in the morning Again, I don't know where I'm on to sleep, what I'm on to eat Where I need to go and who I need to be Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, mm. whoa, 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 seeing your face living in a box in my hand FaceTime's different these days And I'm counting the sleeps And I'm counting the wakes Days turn into nights turn into weeks Turn into months Yeah Chasing this dream I'll give it all no matter What the cost But hearing I love you too much Will be my your plans, but sometimes plans just don't see through. It's life on the road, sometimes means life without you. No one in life without you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Got no plans on the books today I'm punched out, I'm blacked out, I'm burnt out Yeah, chasing this dream I'll give it all no matter what the cost But even I love you too much will be mine Chasing this dream 
Thanks to Dustin Morris, you'll find links to Dustin's website and his social media pages on our page, measured-voices.blogspot.com. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at Measured Voices. Episode 30 features a conversation with songwriter Brandon Thomas. Until then, I'm Walt Huntsman, and this has been Measured Voices. Measured Voices.